it's still the same moments every time I'm trying to do something new I'm afraid and the thing is with the time I'm trying to tell myself to basically don't listen anybody like mm. every time you're trying something new you have you already have you always have someone to tell you are you sure I don't know you never you've never done this before so now I'm trying it's, it's quite simple in my head I'm trying to tell myself uh, a better story. Let's say we have a new... I have to try to meet uh, some someone new for a new project I have never done before. Basically, the imposter syndrome coming and it's like a little voice in my head saying, you will be bad, you, you don't know what you're talking about and people will see it and will know and will you will look stupid. So what, it's just a, the worst story as possible that I'm telling in my head. So what I try to, to think is to like, think of a quite better story. Not the best one, because I don't want to be disappointed at the end if things are <laughs> going bad. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> but I'm trying to find like the middle story. <laughs> not the worst, not the best, but a possible Real story. You're listening to Floy Insider, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want a fresh perspective on business, communication, and art. Hello, Beatrice. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you feeling? It's very early, I know, but how are you? Well, I'm fine. I not that early that's okay <laughs> well yeah How are you? it's an hour later where you are right um I am I'm doing well um I got up really early um and I'm really looking forward to chat to you uh you're beautiful your hair is gorgeous like your whole, <laughs> you. your whole energy is beautiful I feel like really excited about this conversation <laughs> well thank you I'm really excited too um where in the world are you right now I'm in France, mm-hmm. and actually I'm southwest of France, so near the ocean. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, except that I, I can go, but I'm near it, but I can go. So are, is it still like you have to actually stay at home? You're not allowed? Well, we are allowed to go outside, but we have a limited area where we can go. So actually, I can just go out of the town and that's it. The good thing is, though, because you're locked down, you can talk to me. <laughs> you have time. <laughs> with nothing yeah, we have nothing else to do today, guys. Um, this is why we're here. Uh, Beatrice, could you introduce yourself um, for people who are listening to this and are new to you, to your name? Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? What did you do before um, being a photographer? and What's a little bit of your journey? Just tell us a little bit about that. All right. So, as I said, I'm I'm Beatrice. Um, I'm a photographer, a wedding photographer, wedding and portrait photographer. And I'm working with uh, Jeremy, uh, who's my partner in life and in work. Mm -hmm. We are a team called The Quirky. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and I've been a photographer for 12 13 years, I think. 
yeah, something like that. We're working together with Jeremy for since um, 2014 or 2015. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have my own company since 2009. So mm-hmm. I was quite young when I started photography. Mm-hmm. And before that, I just spent a few years working in insurance companies. So quite the opposite. Yeah. And yeah, and that's it. I just spent like a few years in a private company and then started my own business in 2009. And what led you to to photography? Was it just a hobby at first or um, how how did you make that decision? I'm going to start my own business. Um, Well, I have a brother who's 10 years older than me. And he used to be a photographer, but he was not like me. He used to be like a studio photographer. He had a little studio in the city center, you know, and he was near my uh, school. So when I was a teenager, uh, after school, I was just in the studio, like moving around and looking at him. And it was fun. So I started to get interested into photography. And one day uh, he asked me if I wanted to be his second shooter on a wedding. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's quite fun. So that's how I started photography. I was like um, 17 years old or 18 years old, something like that. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, So I, I finished my school, my business school. And then after that, I was like, okay, I don't want to be like an insurance people <laughs> all my life. Yeah. And I think I'm going to consider being a photographer. And that's how I started. Was it a um, shock for you going from being a second shooter to being the main shooter? Because that is so different. When you say, oh, this was fun. I'm thinking in my head, oh, yes, it is. Because being a second is really fun. Um, I don't do wedding photography anymore, but I I used to love being a second shooter when I had the chance. It was very, I did it a few times, maybe two times or three times in my life, not many, but I still, I would still do it. If someone would ask me, I'd be like, oh yeah, because I think it's really fun to be a second shooter because you can do like whatever you want pretty much um, and you don't have the yeah. pressure of the main. So what was that like going from doing second you know, being a second shooter and then being the main wedding photographer, did you think like, oh, I regret this. Maybe I shouldn't do this. <laughs> well, I didn't regret that. I was like, oh my God, what I have to do. I, I forgot everything my, my brother told me. And I was like, okay, I can't remember anything. But the thing is, he was clever because he gave me something that really helped me at the beginning. He gave me kind of... um. Mm-hmm. um how can we call that? I'm sorry, I'm French. My English is not the best. Um, he gave worry. me something like a, <laughs> thank you. you know, a, a photo, um, like a, a small photo with a lot of little photos on it, like example photos yeah. to do during a wedding day. So I had like these little photos with um, uh, like some getting ready shots ID, some couple Aww. photos ID. So every time I was a bit lost and I didn't know what to do, I was taking the photo out of my pocket and I was just looking at it <laughs> in a corner discreetly. <laughs> so it really helped me a lot at the beginning. Yeah, that is so, so sweet. That's amazing. Um, thank you for your little introduction and for sharing a little bit of your background. 
Um, today we're talking about the dun 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 <laughs> imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the terrible uh, imposter syndrome. Um, because it's a topic. Yeah. You told me it's a topic you've um you've self studied a lot. Um, you've you've read a lot about it, and it's like really close to your heart. And obviously, as creatives, um we we all deal with imposter syndrome um like not feeling like yeah good enough feeling like we're faking it is there an official definition of what the imposter syndrome means like since since you've like delved into the topic i think there is but i could give you mine and i finally define imposter syndromes very simply it's just fears and doubts Okay, that's yeah. it. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sums it up. <laughs> but yeah, the, the thing with uh, with imposter syndrome, it's like you basically just tell a story to yourself and most of the time you're telling the worst story as possible to yourself. And that's how, of, in fact, I, I like the imposter syndrome subject because I've tried to deal myself with it a lot. I still try to deal myself with it a lot. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I get into interest into that subject because I wanted to try to be better at it, like less feeling it, if mm -hmm. I can say that like that. Mm -hmm. So, but basically it's just fears and doubts. That's pretty much it. How has that... Um help you back in life or in your business um in the past um when when you felt that where 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 were those moments where you felt like an imposter and has that ever stopped you from doing what you wanted to do it's still that's the worst thing <laughs> but yeah in the past i had few moments where it was quite bad if i can say that Uh, of course, at the beginning, because I was not like I didn't study photography at school. I just learned mm -hmm. from scratch, mainly from what my brother told me and on what what, what I could see online. And that's pretty much it, just by looking pictures on Instagram, Facebook or whatever source I can find. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how I am really good to be a photographer knowing that I absolutely absolutely know nothing about it like I don't know people have studied like three four five years in art school photography yeah. school yeah. or whatever and I'm like okay let's be a photographer and then tomorrow I'm like taking my business number and say okay I'm a photographer now so that's quite weird and the yeah. first time I really felt the, the imposter syndrome was at the beginning Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not sure of what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just pretending when I'm meeting people and when I'm meeting like couples, I'm just pretending I'm, I'm, I know what I'm doing. And in fact, I've, I've done maybe 10 weddings in my entire life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and most of them, I was like a second shooter. So it's, it was quite difficult at first. And then I think every time in my career, every time I wanted to try something new, mm -hmm. I had the imposter coming back 
like really hard on me mm-hmm. because I was I was I was feeling exactly the same feeling that uh, I had in my beginning. I was like, okay, I know nothing about this. I don't know if I will be good at it. I can sell my service to someone and pretend that I'm I will be good at it. And yeah, every time I wanted to start something new, it was like, oh no, I can't do that. I can't do this and. It just stopped me a lot of time to do a lot of great things. Where do you think that comes from? Is it just qualifications or is it other things as well? Well, that's what I've learned along the way is, and it really helped me a lot. It's like we are all born without any knowledge. Like we are babies and we basically learn from what other people tell us. So it started with our parents, then our teachers, the friends, people we meet in our work office or whatever. So basically, our entire lives are based on what we learn from the others. And what I've noticed is the people that are closer to you are the one who give you, and it's it's not their fault. I mean, they don't want to be bad at you, but they give you the imposter syndrome because they want you to be safe. Mm-hmm. Like when you start your business, mm. yeah, it's like when you start your business and your parents, yeah, they, they, they're coming at you saying, you're young, you're a woman. Are you sure you want to do this? I mean, and maybe photography is not a really safe business. You don't know if you will succeed at it. They don't want to be bad at you. They want you to be safe. But by telling you things like this, they give you doubts and fears. And that's that's when the, the imposter syndrome starts because you're like, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm not I'm not qualified to do this. Maybe I'm not I'm too young, maybe I'm too this, I'm too that. So basically the imposter syndrome comes from what we learn from the others, what they tell us, what uh uh what the society tell us. Yeah. Like Women, there are some studies saying that women are more have more imposter syndromes because you know we all like we all are already heard these things like uh, uh, women are good to be mothers or they're good to be I don't know whatever you want. But by telling this, you're telling also if you're good to be a mother, you're maybe not good to be an entrepreneur, for example, and that's why you have less women being entrepreneurs and more men because they don't have they, they don't have the same level of imposter syndrome they also have on other stuff on other subjects but not on this one for example mm-hmm. yeah. so i i think this is not something we have in us this is something we um people like where well, we learn from other mm-hmm. people Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also women are spoken to differently um, in, uh, be it in marketing um, and ad- like in, in advertising, in, in, in school, uh, in, in families, everywhere. It's like, you know, you get the message so differently, like, uh, you know, women are told whatever, like, oh, you know, you, you spend, you spend your money on shoes and bags and stuff. And men are told, well, you invest and you build and you do this. Like we are, we are 
subject to these messages from early on like well yeah. women women do this with money or with business and men do this with money and with business and so it's definitely there's definitely this gap where women feel more imposter syndrome because they're like you know I was told my whole life I'm I'm supposed to be this I'm supposed to be for example bad with money um, and I'm too stupid to invest money or to do this and that and, and men are not told that um, so there's already a different foundation they feel like even as you said they have imposter syndrome with other things but they they start from the basis of being more confident in in certain things because they're yeah. spoken to differently Definitely. right yeah yeah did you have Definitely. The... even the worst no keep going yeah. keep going keep going no, I was, I was about to say, like, even the words chosen are different. Like, as you said, they're like women, they spend money. Like, even it's like a waste of money and men invest in things. So the two ways of telling the things, they're yeah. telling us, like, one is, like, stupid, useless and whatever. And the other one is, like, he's building something great and good for his life. So even the words we're choosing sometimes, they just like telling us we're not doing good. We're not doing like the best thing that we could do. Yeah, exactly. And if you are, if you hear that all your life, of course you're going to feel inadequate and not not good enough to do something and like and have more of that imposter syndrome, especially as well if you're trying to get into an industry that you are not qualified for traditionally qualified for yeah and you did it yourself you're doing it all yourself that's like a big thing in the beginning when you started with photography did you have that where um where you didn't call yourself a photographer because I had that I used to say um I take photos or I used to say I shoot weddings but I, I for two years two whole years I was not able to say I am a photographer. I couldn't say it because I thought, yeah. who gave me that title? I don't have a piece of paper with that title. I can't just call myself a photographer because I want to. Like, I literally thought <laughs> that. I know. I understand that. I was I was quite the same. I was like, when people ask me, what do you do in your life? I was like, yeah, I shoot people and weddings and portraits and stuff like that. I was trying to describe what I do instead of saying clearly, well, I'm a photographer because it's yeah. simply, I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. the simplest way to tell it. But I was like, eh, I don't know. It's like, I was like <laughs> moving around. I don't know. It's just a weird feeling mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I totally understand it's like I can't just claim that title like you know it's, it's so interesting it's exactly like you said you're trying to describe to do uh, to to describe what you're doing <laughs> without claiming that label for yourself it's so interesting really um yeah also because I don't know if you had that but the first time you said uh I'm a photographer Well, the first time I said I'm a photographer, the question after was, uh, oh, where did you learn that? And oh, so it was like, yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> true. 
true. Uh, well, I learned that from my brother. <laughs> so it's like, it's mm-hmm. like you're you're a bit ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just well. Mm, that is so true that is often that is the the second question is like oh did you study photography like um I I still get that to this day people ask me if I studied photography now I don't care anymore I I'm not embarrassed I don't I could not care less um but in the beginning it definitely was and I want to talk to you about that progression um, of like that confidence and like how that grows and how that changes as well but but you said also as well you still do have imposter syndrome how how has that changed for you with from the beginning um having having those feelings about starting out and and being new and like being actually a real photographer how did you overcome that and and when when are the, the 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 moments where it still pops up um when the the imposter syndrome still still comes out <laughs> now nowadays it's still the same moments every time i'm trying to do something new i'm afraid and the thing is with the time i'm trying to tell myself to basically don't listen anybody like every time you're trying something new, you have you already have you always have someone to tell you, are you sure? I don't know, you never you've never done this before. So now I'm trying it's it's quite simple. In my head, I, I'm trying to tell myself uh, a better story. Because every time uh, the imposter syndrome's coming, it's like Let's say we have a new situation. I'm trying. I, I have to try to meet uh, some someone new for a new project I have never done before. Basically, the imposter syndrome coming, and it's like a little voice in my head saying, "You will be bad. You you don't know what you're talking about, and people will see it and will know, and will you will look stupid." So what, it's just a, the worst story as possible that I'm telling in my head. So what I try to, to think is to like, think of a quite better story. Not the best one, because I don't want to be disappointed at the end if things are <laughs> going bad. We don't know. <laughs> but I'm trying to find like the middle story. <laughs> not the worst, not the best, but a possible real story like i'm saying in myself i'm saying to myself like okay maybe i'm not um i'm not an expert in that subject but i have a brain i'm not stupid i can think i can study and i can learn along the way so maybe i can meet this person and be honest and tell to this person okay i've never done this before but if it's like a photography like um project I can say I'm a photographer and I'm shooting weddings. And you know weddings is the, the most difficult uh, photography category ever. And if you can shoot weddings, you can shoot whatever <laughs> photography Anything. in the world. Yes. Anything. Yeah. So basically, I can be honest and I can tell to people I'm not an expert. I'm not the best. But I've done other things before in my life. So I can learn along the way. And I think I can be better when like time's going so I try to find like you know the middle story 
to say like, I'm not the worst, I'm not the best, but I can learn, I have a brain and I can use it. So basically every time I'm, I'm telling to myself, you can do anything, I'm trying to change the story in my mind and mm-hmm. telling it. And at the end, even if the, the person say, well, no, I don't think you're the right person for this project. Well, okay, that, that's fine. I'm not going to die just after I'm going and be outside. So that's okay. Mm. I absolutely love that with like telling yourself a better story. Um, not the best, but just a possible good outcome story that is so so good i love that um thank you (laughs) that's such great advice um and and so so true um and now that you are aware of your imposter syndrome and you know you know you you can you know when it's coming up and you know how to react to it um and how to change that story for yourself um you can do that now that you're aware but before let's say 12, when did you start your business? 12 years ago, you said. Yeah, something like 12 years ago, yeah. Um, when, when you started out and, and you, you, you weren't aware of what imposter syndrome is and you had those fears and those doubts, like, what do you think changed that over the years? Because you said now, now you're not, you don't have fears and doubts about, you know, generally being a photographer because you know what you're doing. You have your shit together, right? <laughs> But like, what yeah. changed? What changed that um, that that process? Like, or what grew your confidence? Do you think it was just experience and what? Definitely experience for sure. But basically, I just started to read books about confidence because mm. I was like. Um, I was trying to find the magical formula <laughs> to build confidence. Okay. Yeah. So I, w- I just started to read some books about it. And, and I, I found some books talking about the, the imposter syndrome and putting words on it, actually, because I was like, yeah, I, I'm just young. I'm just a woman. I, I was just thinking like a lot of people think, I guess. So I found some books that they were talking about the imposter syndrome and giving some ideas to like deal with it. And I was like, okay, I think I think I can I can try those little text techniques like the one I just gave you, like thinking of a better story. This is something I read in I can't remember, I can give you some book's name. And I was like okay, that's not stupid. And when I tried the first time, I was like, okay. And my appointment was better than what I was expected at the beginning when I was like thinking of the worst story in my head. So I was like, okay, it could work. And I think I could deal better with it with that little technique in my mind. Beautiful. What are other techniques that you learned other than that? Well, um... (laughs) This one could be a little bit like uh, hard, but I also stopped asking my friends and my closest friends what they think about what I do. Mm. I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit odd, but the thing is, it's like the parents. I stopped like uh, showing my work to my parents or telling them what I do because I know, I know they won't 
they want me to be the best as possible to be like uh, happy in my life in my work and all the stuff but every time I, I I talk with them of something new they're like oh, are you sure I mean and they gave me more doubts and more fears and I already have plenty so <laughs> so I stopped asking my friends what they think about my work I you know, every I think every photographer that do that, you have a lot of photographers' friends. And after a wedding, you're not sure about your entire gallery and you send your gallery to your friends to, like, know what they think about it. And you have one friend telling you, yeah, that's really good. And another one telling you, telling you yeah, it's good, but maybe on this part you should have done that. And the third friend telling you another thing. And the more people coming to you, the more doubts you have and the more fears you have. So I stopped asking them simply. That is a very good, very good I'm, idea. I'm listening. If they have something to tell me, I'm listening. Mm. But I try to, how can I say that? I try to make the difference between the good and constructive critics and the critics based on their own fears and their own doubts. Exactly. Know what I mean? Yes, 100%. Because so much of people's advice is based on people's own fears and people's own like lens through which, no pun intended, <laughs> lens, through which they view the world. And um, that is absolutely true. And it's a... It's, uh, it's really important to distinguish like is this person's advice coming from a place of fear or you know are they actually giving me like valuable objective as much as possible objective um advice and opinion um that is so so important yeah. and i also i stopped i years ago um asking my friends and family for business advice or any kind of thing like that because they're not self-employed they're not creatives how how the you know it's impossible for them to give me any like really good advice on anything um and even with talking to other photographers or other entrepreneurs i feel like it yeah it can be useful but also you always should filter anything you hear and question everything you hear as well Definitely. Even if you're talking with another photographer who's on paper doing the same thing as you, people are, are not in your shoes. They don't yeah. know what you've been through. They don't know what your career look like. They don't basically don't know nothing about about how you feel or what what's in your head. So it's just you can listen to good advices, but you just have like as you said, filter them. Yeah, but basically, it's the same way. It's the same way as people like asking asking you for some advices in your head. You're just thinking of your own on your on on your own journey on your own uh, way and trying to you try to give advices to people based on your own life. So this is the same thing for other people giving you advices. They they giving you advices based on their own lives. So it's yeah. quite difficult to take it all and just yeah, and just say, oh, okay, yes. So you have yeah. to think a lot more about it. Yeah, 
absolutely that's so so true and it does make you when you notice that it does make you a better listener and a better um like conversationalist as well because you are aware that your advice is subjective as well and you can say that you can communicate that you can be like you know well this is this might not apply to your situation 100% it's just my point of view um and many people don't don't know that difference um yeah. and it's kind of they want you to listen to them and to their advice <laughs> and yeah you know, also it's also it also helps to um not feeling bad if you're giving someone an advice and finally they take another decision like opposite yeah. of the advice you you exactly. give to them exactly it's like okay so i gave an advice but it was not good for the situation yeah. so yeah okay so yeah. it makes you also a better person yes absolutely because you don't know what's best for someone else um the same way nobody knows what's best for me um and you know you know what's best for you at the end of the day um even with other people having their opinions so that's super important um mm -hmm. i'm thinking this might be a weird question i don't know but do you think that sometimes having imposter syndrome instead of holding you back can actually make you work harder because you feel like a fake and you feel like you have to prove more than anything to yourself that you're not a fake yes 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 definitely yes <laughs> yes basically imposter syndrome is telling you that you're not good enough at whatever you're thinking about so you want to be better and to be better you have to work harder than anybody else so you work hard you work longer you you take more time to do things to do new things to test new things because you want to be sure that when the times come you'll be good and you'll be like the perfect person for whatever project it is so yes definitely the imposter syndrome makes you work hard but you have to make the difference between working hard and how can I say that? And working in a useless way. I don't know if it's clear, but I think you can learn, but at some point you have learned enough and you have to yeah. know when enough is enough. Because mm -hmm. when I think about my own uh, journey, there are some There are some, some, still some things that I'm, I'm like, uh, it's not the good time to do it. I'm not sure. Uh, mm. I will still learn about things before starting anything. And sometimes I'm like, depending the day, depending my mood, sometimes I'm like, okay, today is the day. And an hour after, I'm like, nah, no, I'm going to be stupid and I'm going to be ridiculous. Let's learn a little bit more and we'll see tomorrow or we'll see The, the next week and we'll see the next month and after that you spend years doing nothing nothing yeah absolutely true and it's um <laughs> it's so funny because there's like this this um line where 
yes, you do have to be prepared in some way and you, you know, you have to know what you're talking about, but also there is no perfect moment. There is no like, this is now I'm done and now I know everything and now I can do it because you never know everything. You just have to start and then um, you will always keep learning anyway on the subject, but there is a point where you just have to start like at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, 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 there's no sign or nothing to tell you, like, okay, this is the right moment, like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Often there's no sign. Sometimes it could happen. You have, like, someone asking you for something you have thought about for weeks, and you're like, okay, this is the occasion. I think this is the sign I can go. But most of the time, it's just you dealing with yourself and just telling yourself, okay, I think I can do it. and we'll see mm. it's like you have to let it go yeah yeah let it go let it go <laughs> you know what i thought about it when I, I was telling i was like no i can sing no <laughs> but in my head i had the song <laughs> oh i love that thank you so much for sharing that i think It's such a beautiful um, example, your story, that you can actually change your mindset um, by doing the work, by, by learning, by studying um, and implementing it. You know, you read about the, you know, changing your story and you implemented it. You actually tried it and it worked. And uh, it's such a beautiful example of someone changing their mindset um, and, and therefore changing their life, really. Um, and how they operate, uh, which is so, so beautiful. I would love to know, when was the last time you felt imposter syndrome, like really fresh, the last time? Uh, like last month. Okay. <laughs> for real, last month. I, um, I was working for um, New Lens for Sony because mm -hmm. I'm a, a Sony ambassador and they were launching a new lens and they asked me to, to, some, to take some photos to present the lens. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to try with uh, Jeremy, we wanted to try a completely different style of photography that I used to show. Mm -hmm. This is something I wanted to try like for years and I, I never did it because of lack of time and whatever excuses I, I, <laughs> I did to myself. But the thing is, for this project, we were like, okay, let's do it for this project. But I was like, I never trained before. I felt unprepared. And, and finally, we did it. And I was like, okay, all the people who were, who are expert in um, artificial lights, uh, they will come at me saying me that it is mm -hmm. awful, that I did bad <laughs> and I was yeah, so yeah. scared about it yeah. and so the first time I published the the photos on my Instagram in the caption and I wanted to change it but finally I I just let it as it is but it's like I was trying to find excuse mm. excuses like okay, I'm doing something different today. I don't know if I'm good at it and, 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 and all, all those little voices. And I sometimes you just can help yourself. But last month I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I like, I like what I did, 
but I was afraid of what people will say about it because it's too different. It it's like completely different. It's new, and I was like so afraid of what people would say about it because I was feeling I was not qualified. I'm not an artificial light expert. I claimed myself for years working only on natural light, and today I'm like coming. Hey, okay, now today I'm working on this artificial light. And I was like, oh my God, I want it to be like small. <laughs> and I posted my photo and I was like, no, I don't want, I don't want to look at the comments because I was so afraid. And I'm sure I'm sure they were all super nice, right? Well, finally, yes, that and, and finally that that helped me that helped me a lot. Because I was like, okay, so next time I want to I want to do something new that is completely different of my usual work. I don't have to be afraid because most of the time people are kind, and they won't kill you for something diff- for doing something different or something new. Like you won't die tomorrow, so that's okay. Exactly, and we better get used to it because as creatives, we we are. Normally, like we have that itch that we want to try new things all the time. Um, it 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 happens a lot if you're creative and you create something, yeah. whether that's with your hands or with a tool. Like there comes a point where where you want to try something new and something different, and so that will always happen. That voice will always come up because of that, you know, of that itch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we better get used to Definitely. it. Yeah. So next time, because I know, I know it, but next time I will tell to myself, okay, so what? You will show something new. Some people will like it. Some people won't. And that's okay. <laughs> what, what, what's the worst thing that could happen? Actually, nothing. Nothing. Exactly. So yeah. every time and next time again, I will tell that to myself. Beautiful. I love that. I love that, Beatrice. Thank you so, so much for sharing all of this. Thank you for like telling us this story as well. Um, this was kind of a, a, a spontaneous question, unplanned. So thank you for uh, for sharing that so honestly and sharing your story and everything that you've learned. Um, this was really helpful. Um, I learned stuff that I didn't know today. So that was uh, really, really cool i loved it loved talking to you thank you you so much for your time thank you that was that was really fun and really cool and i was so nervous again to talk about that subject because i'm not an expert on that and i just wanted to share what i've learned along the way so i was so nervous about about that but that was really cool even like if you haven't, again, you don't have a title, you haven't studied it, but you are an expert on your own experience. Um, that's what you know. And, and that's what you can share. And that is ultimately what helps us. You know, you just sharing your experience is what can help um, other people that are hearing it. So huge thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That was really, really fun talking with you. You're listening to Floy Insider, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want a fresh perspective on business, communication, and art. 